guys, welcome to another episode of Muay Thai Saved Me. If it's your first time tuning in, my name is Crew Neil, and this show showcases how Muay Thai has impacted your life in some good way. But today, um, I brought on a guest. He's been on the show before. Paul, he's our videographer. He's the one that makes all the magic happen. But I wanted to bring him in today because we wanted to talk fights. Uh, we, there was uh, two, like about two weeks ago, right, Paul? There was December four, 23rd, yeah. four, four incredible fights. Um, probably one of the biggest cards in Muay Thai for the year, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have uh, Nico Creo versus Nong O. Oh. There was uh, Pranjit Chai versus Lazari. Two sequel. Uh, Superbond versus Tawan Chai, and also Anissa Mexen versus Peep Jija. Yes. Well, hopefully I said that right. <laughs> so, yeah, let, let, I mean, let's get into it. Uh, Nico Creo versus Nong O. Wow. Uh, give the audience a little background on Nong O. Okay. Okay. So, um, if you are unfamiliar with Nong O, he is a legend in Muay Thai. Um, he's multiple champions in Thailand at Lumpani Stadium. Um, very well-established career. Has been dominating the scene in one championship for at least the last seven seven plus years now um not until recently he he got his first loss which was from jonathan Haggerty. it was a vicious knockout that he lost to yeah i think we talked about that one yeah yeah, we talked yeah about it was one. it was a vicious upset that a lot of people were not expecting um and so there was a lot of hype going into this fight like oh man you know all right uh nong o's coming off a big loss and nico carrillo is an up-and-coming star he's a rising star he's very tough uh, he's from Scotland. Yeah. A very tough Scottish fighter. Um, and I, I was really looking forward to the fight. Absolutely. And um, talk, talk about because uh, one of the things I noticed when I was watching the fight was there's there's just a big size difference mm, uh, yes. in the two. To give your thoughts on the uh, the the advantage that something like that would happen. And then talk about also just like weight cutting and things like that. Cause I know, you know, we, we were talking earlier uh, about your fighters and how your fighters don't, you don't make them typically do big cuts, but just kind of talk a little bit about weight cutting and, okay. and, and how effective that is in Muay Thai. Okay. Great questions, Paul. Um, the first, first one I'll, I'll touch base on is the advantage, right? When in Muay Thai, when you are the taller, longer range fighter, you have the advantage in every department. Yeah. You know, like in boxing, right? When a taller fighter fights a shorter guy, the shorter guy is taught to get inside and fight inside the pocket. But in Muay Thai, if you get inside the pocket, now they're going to destroy you with elbows and knees. So there, it's a weird dynamic, but yeah, in Muay Thai, if you were the taller fighter, you have the advantage in every single department. Um, because that so was a big advantage you had when you were fighting, right? Because you're yeah. on, you're on the taller side. Yeah, yeah. And then what, what percentile would you say you were when you were fighting? I would say eighty percent. Oh, okay, eighty percent of most of my fights, I was always taller than my opponent. There oh, wow. was a few that were we were about the same height. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was predominantly my whole career, but that's just because I was naturally thin. Yeah. And I was tall. Yeah. You know, so that that was why. Um, but uh, cutting weights. Um, if people know me, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. I don't respect it. Yeah. Even though it is an art form in itself, I get there's a lot of discipline and science and everything that goes into that to help a fighter cut weight, but I'm all about being natural. Yeah. Um, and Muay Thai, the way I was taught is that, um, it's a true test to yourself yeah. when you go up in the ring to fight. Right. right. And 
I feel like it takes away from that. You know, there's weight classes for a reason. Right. And I don't feel, and this is my humble opinion, of course. Um, I feel like if I come into a fight and I'm naturally 30 pounds heavier than my opponent. Right. What am I really testing? Right. What am I really testing? Like I should be fighting the guy who walks around the same weight as I. Yeah. Now we're talking even. Now it's like like it's a Tyson going against, uh, uh, who was a, who was a fighter at that time? Um, let's just say Marvin Hagler for lack of a better name, right? Like Tyson's different weight classes, 50 plus pounds bigger than him. Yeah. You know, it's like, is that really your, your opponent? Exactly. You know what I mean? And he'd kill him because, I mean, obviously he killed <laughs> almost everybody in the yeah, ring, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it's an unfair advantage. And like, I know the first time I even heard about cutting weight was uh, a couple of my friends were like in bodybuilding. And uh, so, you know, now and, and body bodybuilding is not, I mean, there is a performance aspect to it, mm-hmm. but it's obviously not on the same level as, as Muay Thai. Right. Yeah. And, and, but even they, they talk about how dehydrated they are mm-hmm. and, and, you know, like the, you, if you do it pro- improperly, like you could really hurt your insides and things yes. like that. And so yes. that was always my, like when I heard that, pe- you know, people do that in, in, in fights, I'm just like, how is that advantageous? Because, uh, you know, and especially in, in, in football, it's always about hydration. Yeah. And it's like, keep drinking water. You're yes, going to burn yes. all that off. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And again, like it's very rarely where, I mean, I, I cut weight my senior year because, like, I started uh, in college. I started in at two thirty because I wanted to bulk up because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, I'm going to take on bigger, Big guys, bigger yeah. linemen, three hundred pounds. I need to get bigger. Mm-hmm. But then I wasn't as fast, so mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let me lose a lot of weight. I was going to change positions too, mm-hmm. so I got down to actually two hundred, which mm-hmm. is the wow. lowest I had been uh, probably in. Five years, like since a freshman high school. How did you feel though? Did you feel more explosive? Yeah, super amazing, but I had no power. Mm. So again, it just depends on what position you're playing. So then I, I, I I put back on the weight because I ended up moving it back to tight end and I was just way too light Mm. as a tight end. And then I put back on weight. So I went to 225 and same kind of thing. It it was better than 230, but uh, I lost a little bit of that quickness that I had. And Mm. so I, I figured out like my weight was like 223. And yes, I had to work on it, but it was, but it had that nice blend of speed and power. Nice. You know what I mean? And so, but it wasn't like, I wasn't like malnutritioning as much. It wasn't like any, any sort of negative aspect in terms of cutting weight. It was just making sure I don't overeat. So yeah. sometimes like when you're trying to put on weight, it's just eat yeah. everything and yeah, you'll worry surplus about of calories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you'll worry about it later, but yeah. that wasn't necessarily an issue for me. And it was, it was just maintaining more of a strict diet versus like I'm, I'm malnutrit, mm. uh, nourished. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, I that, that, if you can explain to me why it's so popular, because, you know, I've heard in, in the fights that we go in and people are like cutting weight and, yeah. you know, they do the weight and, and some people you're saying lose as much as 10 pounds, yeah. if not more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, why, I, I, so I'm going to blame it all on MMA okay. period. Like that's my humble opinion. Um, because people didn't really start cutting. Muay Thai is never known for cutting weight. You okay. would, the, the art form was just, this is your weight. You fight at that weight. Yeah. That's it. If you end up with more training, you end up naturally losing sure. because you're getting leaner and leaner. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so then you would just fight at your walk around, but not until MMA really came on the scene. Okay. Guys were cutting 25 plus pounds and now all of a sudden people are trying to do that 
in the Muay Thai circuit. And I don't see it in Thai fighters. Thai right. fighters do not do it. Um, like the one championship guys, they're not doing that. They, some of them are. Okay. So like Nico Carrillo, he's, okay. he definitely cut weight. That dude was so much bigger than Nongo. So right. much bigger. Yeah, it was huge. You it was, know? I mean, if you watch the highlights, like one, just the height difference is yeah. huge. But the I mean, he's size not, difference yeah, he's not too. A, he was the, not a thin dude. No, not at all. He, he looked easily a good 20 pounds yeah. bigger than him. And see, and that's funny because when you look at that, it's right. How can it, how can you really get the advantage you know, like, how can that be good for you and your skill set if you're constantly fighting guys that you're way bigger than? Like, yeah. what are you really testing? Yeah, that, sure. That's just how I feel about it. You know, oh, um, I'm sure there's people out there listening that will agree with me. Um, some people will argue with me and say, well, you don't understand that there's a lot of discipline. And I'm, that's why I acknowledge that it takes a lot of discipline. I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah. Because what test are you really testing? Test yourself at finding someone your own size and your own weight. Well, Can you still knock people out? And they're and they're not drinking water either, right? Which, yeah, well, there, there's a science behind that. Yeah. That's a whole other topic in right. itself. But but like what you said earlier, it's not longevity. It's not good for the fighter. That's why a lot of these fighters that cut weight like that, you don't see them fight for too long. Yeah, that's it. And then it's over because everyone's body is different and everyone reacts differently to this weight cutting. But it's yeah. not good for you to be yo-yoing up and down right, like that. Right, right. Yeah, you yeah. know. And is there like a, a you talk about MMA and I've, and I've never heard that before, but that makes a lot of sense. But is there like a financial advantage to that? Is that why it's so popular or I, I just think there's certain weight classes that there's certain individuals in that weight class that it's like you will get more stardom if, if I can I face this, this guy. guy. So I think that could also play okay. a big role of like, I don't feel sense. so much about money. I feel more because I think the money would come when you get that recognition. Yeah. And I think that's what the fighters are looking for. At least speaking from myself, who was a fighter, um, you're looking more for that recognition of it, getting acknowledgement. Like, Hey, that guy's good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. Cause like boxing, I guess would be similar because it's the heavyweight division. Yes. Used to be the most lucrative. Now yeah. it's probably what welterweight. I, you know, that's one of the more, popular ones there's a couple of ones like right around there yeah but and, and then those guys will jump up though yeah you know what i mean so they're not I, I don't i mean they'll cut weight but i don't think they're like they're not doing it like the body lift bodybuilder they'll lose weight and then train at that weight yeah you know versus like but boy they're, they're dropping 20 pounds well keep in mind these fighters are still doing that too they're training while cutting weight it's it's a crazy okay. discipline that they have but it's not good like longevity wise, it's not good. Okay. That's why a lot of these fighters, they can't do it for very long. Got it. That's why they start having trouble making weight, you know? Uh, so yeah, so let's get into the fight. I, I, I watched this myself mm. and, um, yeah, I, I definitely want to hear, uh, kind of what happened strategy wise and, okay. and uh, talk about the, their strategy going into it, both fighters and then adjustments that were made. Okay. Okay. Love it. So, um, first thing going into the fight, my main concern was, did Nong O work on his defense? Okay. Because that's what he got knocked out with by Jonathan Haggerty really bad. Yeah. And that was just due to him taking Jonathan Haggerty too lightly. Yeah. You know, they expected a different game plan from Jonathan Haggerty and he came out blasting with hands yeah. and that surprised them, right? And ended yeah. up catching him. So my thing was, all right, how is Nong O going to start this first fight? Yeah. Um, I love Nong O's strategy right away. Right away, I saw him keep that guard super high and tight. I'm like, okay. And then he started chopping the legs. 
I'm like smart, very yeah. smart. And he was using his footwork. Because um, early on, he took a barrage, like almost from the get-go. It was almost like they followed the same game plan against not, him. Not, not from the get-go because the, he was landing a lot of leg kicks. So Nico had to like adjust. Yeah. Um, and then shortly after several kicks, uh, Nong O was um, – kicking just under the left knee on the side yeah and it was damaging nico's legs yeah. so he had to quickly adjust he would switch to southpaw i saw right? that yeah I noticed and that. so nong o just kept trying to attack that same leg over and over but throughout the fight what happened was um he did get like a virage nico got a virage of punches with Nong O while he was against the ropes. Yeah. And that was, I think, a bad strategy for Nong O. He was better in the open floor because yeah. he could use his speed advantage. Yeah. But when he got trapped up against the ropes, Nico's power is just too much. Yeah, you know? for sure. And then, um, sure enough, he got caught in the second round. Um, he dropped him and he was just taking a barrage of hits, you know, a barrage yeah. of hits. And, it showed Nico's heart because Nico, a lot of people would have dropped with those kicks that he, yeah, you know, I mean, that, there's one, one part where he's it's like literally hopping, hopping. hopping. And I'm yeah. like, Oh man, he's got, he's got How is this. he standing up. I yeah. know that was very a true will of heart right yeah. there. Um, but then, um, this is what goes back to habits, right? Paul, I always talk about, even when you're training with me as well, every time people throw anything with the left, they drop their opposite hand. Right. And that's literally what Nong O did. Now, yeah. going against a taller opponent, that's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> yeah. And so he came in, right hand drop, got caught with a vicious left elbow, and that put him out. Yeah. And, you know, and it was just like, dang. And a lot of people don't realize, but I'm going to say it, I think Nong O's chin is done. Yeah, I, I think he's done. Um, I, I knew something was up. If you fa- uh, rewind back a few fights... He fought, um, I always have a hard time saying his first name, but it's Romanov. Okay. Um, he is really tall Russian fighter, and Nong O dropped him with a body hook. But in that fight, he got rocked with a really hard left jab. Rama, Ramazanov. Ra- Ramazanov, thank you, thank yeah. you. Ramazanov. Uh, but Ramazanov got him with a really good stiff left jab, and it... it stumbled Nong O. Yeah. And I've never seen that, but he was able to kind of recuperate. And then sure enough, what happens when he fights Jonathan Haggard? He gets knocked out. Yeah. Then he fights Nico Creo, gets knocked out. And that's one thing that I've, I've, and I tell this, I preach this to my fighters. When you look at fights, Paul, and someone gets knocked out and they get back up on the horse to start fighting again, when you see their training montages, what are they working on? More offense. Right. right, More speed. What? when that wasn't the reason why you lost right you lost because your guard was down you had bad habits why aren't you fixing that you know and so that's what i was looking for in that fight um from the strategy standpoint um but hats go off to both my gosh nong oh fighting a bigger dude um nico creo withstanding those crazy leg kicks and still ending up getting the knockout yeah that was that was crazy and you know what's funny he actually just fought again nico creo like two weeks ago in japan or a week ago or something. I don't know if that, I'm, I'm a little confused because one championship always puts old fights. Yeah. And it seems like it's current, but they fought in Japan. Nico Creo fought a guy named Carabag. And look, look at the size. Look at, uh, very much, similar. Yeah. Pretty much, much the same. Yeah. So, uh, this was an incredible fight too. And, uh, Carabag ends up getting knocked out. So it shows Nico Creo has power. Yeah. And that's another thing too, going back to size advantage. 
Nong O should have tried to stick with more of the kicks, not so much the trying to knock him out with punches and elbows. Yeah. Because Nico Creel is naturally bigger, so he can naturally take more punishment before he drops. For sure. You yeah. know, so that makes sense. I, it, he, it should have been definitely more focused on the leg kick stoppages for sure, you know, yeah. but unfortunately he got caught. But to me, when I looked at prior training footage leading up to the fight, Nong O was getting tagged and sparring, getting punched. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're not even... So I'm like trying to give benefit of the doubt. Well, maybe he's just really tired. He's done a lot of training, which he probably already had. Sparring, he was just kind of wearing out. But again, yeah. those are habits. Those are habits, yeah. You know, and you're going to transition that into the fight, which he did. And yeah. then sure enough, look what happened. Yeah, because I mean, we talked about it before in one of the previous podcasts. But, yes. You know, we talked about David, uh, David's instincts. Because, you know, yeah. again, especially if you get caught before that and you're able to withstand it, you're, you're foggy, you're not all there. And so, like you're saying, your habits will now kick in. Your instincts will kick in. Yes. And if your instincts are to, are to keep them high, That's right. you know, you'll, you'll defend yourself versus exactly. if you're used to dropping them, you're going to drop them That's even right. further because yes. you're more tired. Yes. And so David was able to withstand a barrage, mm -hmm. get his balance, and then ultimately able to finish the fight and win. That's right. Uh, and if Nango was able to keep it up a little bit higher... He might have he might have been able to win because yeah. he was definitely on the oh, on the ledge. On the, the other guy yeah. was so absolutely. Yeah. It was it was so crazy to see that fight. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's transition to the next fight, which is uh, uh, Prajan Che uh, uh, Prajan Chai versus Lazari Two. Oh wow! So talk about the first one and then talk okay. about this one going in. So the first fight was uh, uh, what do they call it? an upset victory? Lazari stopped Prajan Chai. He cut him with an elbow. And um, he was just getting beat up. Prajan yeah. Chai was just not in the right mindset. I don't know if he was not feeling so well. You know, sometimes you see really good fighters and then you see him fight one day and you're like, what happened? Mm -hmm. So maybe he was under the weather. You yeah. know, I don't know. And still fought. And um, but then they get the stoppage. Lazary wins. Um, fast forward. How many years? Do you know the difference in the years? In I fight? don't know. But I would say at least within a year. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but I think within the year. May 21st, 2022, so about a year and a half. Okay. You're oh. a little, little over a year okay. and a half. Okay. So, yeah, wow. A year, a year and a half until um, they got to get the rematch. And this fight, you could see Prajan Chai was very sharp. Yeah. Right from the opening gate, he was... He switched stances, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like, oh, wow, okay, he's switching stances, giving Lazary a different look this time. Yeah. And he was playing more of the counterfighter right away, whereas opposed to the first fight, he come up, he kind of came off more aggressive and was like in yeah. instigating his, his strategy. Uh, but this time around, he switched stances and was playing more of the counterfighter and trying to uh, go off of Lazary's mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And um, again... Ends by a vicious knockout in the first round with yeah. the left elbow. Apparently, the left elbow was working for a lot of people that night. Yeah. Yeah, but that um, it, there's like one scene where Lazary has Prajan Chai on the ropes. Yeah. And this is what I always teach my fighters. When we get somewhat in clinch realm, you need to always get top control of the arm. Yeah. And so you could see Lazary didn't have anything with his right arm, got caught with the left elbow right on the money, and then that just put him out. He yeah. just didn't even see that coming. Yeah. It was a beautiful thrown, timed elbow, beautiful to watch. And so that was it. Um, and, that, and that goes, the, you were talking about 
him switching stances. stances. Yes. But, and that's a big, you, you and uh, Mike were talking about that in the last yes. podcast, but that's a big reason why you guys aren't that big on film because he never necessarily showed that a lot. Right. No. So no. if you're studying all this then all of a sudden the fight, you know, you switch your stances. Absolutely. And you're, if you're just like, if you said, if you're not balanced and you know, all your skills are equal, then you can get exactly. caught that much easier because you're, you're leaning or you're expecting that left and all yeah. of a sudden you can come with that right. But, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I always say like, you don't know how they're going to fight you till that day. Yeah. So just be prepared for everything. Yeah. When you prepare for everything, you're ready for everything. Yeah. You know? For sure. And so yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Nice. All right. Let's talk about the next fight. Superbon versus Taiwan Chai. Ooh, that was a technical battle okay. by far. Um, it was a back and forth exchange. Um, and you know, we've talked about mindset on this podcast. I'm very big on mindset as well. And, um, I could tell Taiwan Chai was hungrier. Yeah. You could just tell from the way he was fighting. Super Bond was just there, but Taiwan Chai was there to win. Yeah. You know, you could just see by the fighting, like every time they had some technical exchanges, Taiwan Chai for the most part was always over dominating the, the, the volume of strikes that were coming through. Yeah. But again, beautiful for, uh, a beautiful display of Muay Thai. Um, both fighters are amazing individuals, amazing fighters, amazing technicians. Was it considered an upset or no? Uh, no. Are they pretty equal? No, they're very pretty equal. Okay. But Taiwan Chai is just, he's hungry. You could yeah. just tell by the way he's fighting right now. He's just, he's demolishing everyone that's in front of him. Um, and I thought it was pretty cool too to just show how strong Tawan Chai was, you know, in the later rounds, I, I don't know if it was the fourth or the fifth round, Superbond gets his body kick caught, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Superbond catches Tawan Chai's kick. Yeah. And Superbond tries to sweep Tawan Chai, but Tawan Chai is so strong and sturdy, Superbond misses the sweep, loses his balance, and ends up falling down by simply Tawan Chai just bringing his leg down. Oh, wow. And it just, you see the, the, the strength the balance and the power difference, you know what I mean? And yeah. I could definitely tell the fatigue factor was setting in on Superbond too. So I could just tell Taiwan Chai, he was ready. Nice. He, he, he wants to be the champ. He wants <laughs> Superbond has been the champ. He's been multiple time champ. He's been on top of his game, but man, people was, was always Was that have, considered a title fight or no? No, it wasn't. Okay. And who does actually wait, was it? Let's, let's, let's Google that. Yeah. Taiwan Chai retains one featherweight. Okay, so he's the champ. He's the champ. He's the champ right now. Okay. So yeah, so he's 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 the featherweight. So he's on yeah. top. Yeah, he's on top. He's on top. And it shows. He yeah. he performs so well. It was beautiful. If you guys haven't seen the fight yet, check it out. Like it's incredible. Awesome. Uh, and then let's talk about the last one, Anissa Mexin versus uh, Pet Gija. Woo! All right. Well, if you guys are familiar with Anissa, um, she's very acclimated into glory kickboxing okay. has really like just demolished every woman that she's faced like in the glory kickboxing ring uh she's been dominating for years that i've known her so i was excited to see her sign a one championship contract i was like man this is gonna be an incredible match and then they put her against this uh pet chicha i was like huh okay never heard of her yeah um and i would say that fight anissa was definitely more favored um, 
but I was so impressed, Paul, by Pechicha's performance. I've never seen a Thai girl implement head movement the way she was, and her counterboxing was beautiful to watch that night. She was making Anissa miss multiple times and then would make her pay for it. Oh, wow. She would get caught, and Chicha would just continue firing back. It was a beautiful um, display of women fighting. It was so great to see. Nice. Um, and... Sure enough, it was a dominant performance. All judges gave it to Pet Chicha. Um, so it, it was an incredible performance and definitely a noteworthy um, fight to watch, especially uh, if you want to see some entertaining women fighters. Those are two fighters you definitely want to watch. It was kickboxing rules. Um, but man, what's, uh, what, what's the difference between kickboxing rules versus Muay Thai? So kickboxing rules is, no elbows. um, well, at least for one championship, um, they fight with the big standard boxing gloves. Okay. Right. Um, but there's limited clinch or 16 ounce, 10, 10, ounce. 10 or lower. All right. And clinch is limited. Okay. Um, and when you grab the clinch, you can do like one knee strike, then you got to let go. Oh, okay. Uh, you can't catch kicks. You can't sweep. Got it. You literally just have to fight. They, they'll, 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 uh, what do you call it? They'll, they'll warn you. They'll take points away. They'll take money from your purse if you keep holding. Okay. So the objective with kickboxing is action, action, action all the and time. Is it knees and elbows too or no? No knees and just knees, but you have to knee without grabbing. Got it. Got yeah. it. Because with clinching, it slows the action down. It's sure. Now it's like a lot of neck wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with kickboxing, it's like they want action. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the difference. And then uh, just there's no catching, no sweeps, uh, limited clinch. That would be the difference. And then in kickboxing, punches are scored heavier than kicks. Got it. Because in Muay Thai, it's the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, but yeah, I just I thought it'd be cool for us to talk about these fights. If if you guys have not seen it, man. Definitely recommend it. I know Paul enjoyed watching them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I love it. One championship that's on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you guys have Amazon Prime, they're typically Friday nights. Uh, if you're on Pacific time, right around about five-ish or six, I think it's, it's start. No, no, I'm sorry. It's in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's like Friday it's morning. morning. So it's like 11, 10, 11 a.m. Uh, they're typically on Amazon Prime. And then the replays... Uh, the replays can be tough to watch. I've tried to watch a few of them, and they're kind of... If you don't watch them live, it, it, it can get a little tricky. But mm. check Amazon Prime, search them, and you can kind of figure it out. So Yeah, absolutely. But, Paul, well, thank you for hanging out with me today. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I always love talking fights with you. It's always yeah, fun, right? <laughs> I love it. I love watching them. <laughs> but, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Muay Thai Save Me. Today, we just wanted to talk about some recent fights that occurred so check out those fights, guys, if you haven't done so already. Nico Creo versus Nong O. Oh. We have uh, Prachan Chai versus Lazary 2. Superbomb versus uh, Tawan Chai. And then check out the females as well. Anissa Mexin versus Pet Chicha on one championship, guys. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. All right, but if you like this video or any other content that we're producing, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and stay tuned for next week.